One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds Podcast. My name is Jamel Johnson. I'm Peter Moses. Be a bike better. How's it going, guys? What's up, <laughs> so dude? Good. Sending a big shout out to everybody in the Southland. Uh, 96.3, The Firm. It's time for the roll call. Woo, woo, woo. What if we did this for 45 minutes? <laughs> Don't challenge me, bro. I'm not smoking oh, weed yeah. on this pod. I'm, I'm capable of anything. <laughs> Do I have to be the one to say it? No, happy basketball. Welcome happy to the Airbuds Podcast. Yeah. I Peter am Peter does the business. He says the phrase. He yeah. This is the day He's where like it it's like uh uh my, my cousins, my, my cousin who now has four ki- kids who are now older now used to do this thing called Survivor Day where him and his wife would just sit in bed all Sunday and the kids had to make the food do everything to just like make sure the podcast like you know not the podcast their lives happened and that's what's happening today mike is just yeah, giving me benner, the keys you're benner benner's me and i'm peter so benner <laughs> you get real high and i'll talk about my wife for 15 minutes is peter's cousin bean dad <laughs> yeah. jewish bean dad, though, remember so bean it's cool. dad? yeah that was this year <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Bean Dad was in 1998. It was in 2021. <laughs> nah, I said. Bean Dad was like in February. <laughs> no. Bean Dad was this year? Yeah. No, dude. Bean Dad was when we were all in high school together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Leave a review. Rate our podcast five stars. If you leave a five-star review, we will say anything that you write in said review. Also, check out patreon.com slash Pod. Um, it's popping off over there. We did two Patreon episodes reacting to the trade deadline that are definitely evergreen, and you should feel like you could probably listen to them forever. Um, we've got merch. Do we still have little big boy shirts, Benner? Uh, we're out of uh, several sizes, but we if you're if you're a medium, uh, we got gotcha. you. If there's any, if we've got like eight 
medium-sized listeners, uh, go to airbuds.bitcartel.com because we got some Joel Embiid shirts for you. Speaking of reviews, we have a new review um, from Chris Nadu, longtime Patreon. Um, See, Nate, what up? Oh, five stars. Oh, wow. I finally figured out how to leave a review. Okay, I downloaded iTunes just to review my favorite podcasts, and y'all are one of them. Please roast me for actively trying to review you for years and being too proud to ask how. When is the Playgrounds 2 tourney? Shout out to Peterbot. I fear you and your quest for sentience. Um, Thank you for the review. And listen, there's no shame. There's no technology shaming here. We're, uh, we, we, we barely figure out how to record this podcast every week. And we've been doing it for like four and a half years. Do you remember like year two, every episode had an audio problem? <laughs> year two, everyone was like, oh, uh, turns out my computer wasn't even on the whole time. I was just talking at a yeah, wall. <laughs> it just kept happening. It took oh. a pandemic happening uh, for us to like really get it down. And even still, uh, it's a little shaky, yeah. Hey, uh, but Chris did ask us to roast him. So, uh, you fucking old ass boomer can't figure out Apple Podcast ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bum ass raising children got a family face ass. Sounds very nice. Thank you for su- supporting us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Shout out to you. I'm down. Uh, I-, I have officially gotten NBA Playgrounds too. Uh, I'm down for a twenty at some Ooh, point. Uh, maybe I didn't even know that. Out. I was playing with the the Discord guys earlier this week. We was in the moan room. I, I <laughs> you guys went into the moan room. Yeah, man. I I've been I've been very busy and I've been off Discord a lot. Unfortunately, I miss it in there. Uh, I text me next time there's an NBA Playgrounds tourney going because I will join. I think we need to figure out some rules. We got to everybody's got to have a few leveled up players or we decide to do no leveled up players. Then we figure out a buy in. Then we figure out it's winner take all. How do you stream I need this on to Twitch? start leveling my players up? I don't want to buy like I don't want to spend money to get packs of new players. How do you get new players without spending any money? All right. Now you're talking well, about it's just through playing right? games. No, yeah. Well, sort of. It's like it's like top shot in nba jam they've turned nba jam into top shot packs you just got to play exhibition games and like start a season start a season with your favorite player you know and i did start a season with the sixers uh ben simmons and joel Embiid, and uh i think game one i immediately got my fucking ass kicked by the computer and i was just like i'm not gonna do season i'm just gonna do exhibition games which is also the right thing to do. You can just kind of set it up. You play fucking two Timothy Mozgovs. I got Timothy. I, did they give everyone Timothy Mozgov at the at yeah. the beginning? It's crazy. Everyone gets Mozgov. Also, highly overrated, I think. Yeah, he I can got, hit threes. It's I got Nets Mozgov. He can hit threes. He can cross people over. It's crazy. All right, guys. So Andre I, Drummond signed with the Lakers today. Oh, look at old Producey Petey yeah. over here, yeah. moving things Pedro, along. Pedro Peter Podcast. Guys, it's Andre Drummond, the difference maker that the Lakers need to take them to the championship. I hope I hope you cut your penis off when you said that <laughs> phrase. 
As someone who watched he Andre did. Drummond and enjoyed him for a week and a half uh, at the start of the season with the Cavs, um, I don't really know what he's going to do that's going to be helpful. Maybe he's going to get them some some minutes. You do, you're not you're Small. not seeing the big picture, Peter. You just you're you're it's still too raw for you. Just what? like think about it, man. Anthony Davis doesn't have to get a rebound anymore. He hates getting rebounds. Think about the Lakers lineup. You've got one center who is six feet tall if he didn't have braids. You have another center, rarely available, only one feet wide, very thin man. Now you got a dude who just wants to get 20 boards I mean, come do all the grown man stuff. It's definitely helpful uh, because they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. So, you know, it's nice that they're doing something, I guess. Uh, Andre Drummond is something at the trade deadline. I don't know what you're saying. No, that's, that's like a true. Pretty big thing. Well, but it technically did not wind up on the Lakers via trade. It was post-trade deadline after a buyout so that he is now signing with the Lakers. I think we were talking about this earlier in the group, the group chat. Uh, Jamel and I were having a nice, friendly conversation, and Peter said, hey, don't be friends unless we were recording. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Save it for the podcast. But I – okay, so Andre Drummond had a 31% usage rate on the Cavs to get 19 points and 12 rebounds. He's not going to get a 31% usage rate on the Lakers, even now, I don't think, uh, without might. LeBron and AD there. So I guess Who's all there bring- to take the usage from him? Montrez Harrell? Now. I don't know. Okay. What? He's, Montrez- he's also very rested. He hasn't played. I don't think. I think Bean Dad, bat, Bean Dad happened since Andre, Andre Drummond has played his last game for the Cavs. I'm pretty sure. That's probably true. That does line up for me, too. But I guess my point is, once AD and LeBron are back, you can not count on 19 points from Drummond. You can count on maybe five. But he'll get those rebounds. It's not the – they don't need him to score. If I am anyone talking to him with the Lakers, I'm saying, look, man, we'll get a ring as long as you commit to not trying to score. You don't score. We do the scoring. Do your best Dwight Howard impression. Just just snag fucking 12 rebounds in 17 minutes, and we'll be fine. Shout out to uh, the fourth Airbud, CJ Toledano, by the way, who used to run uh, social for the Detroit Pistons, and because of uh, this big signing with the Lakers, has gotten to dust off a lot of Andre Drummond content that he made back when he was working for the Pistons. I don't know does if you noticed, it but he's involved iCarly. None of it involves iCarly. One does involve Obama, though, weirdly. I like Simpler that. time. I feel like yeah. the Drummond news just feels, um, I guess, not impactful because LaMarcus Aldridge signed with the Nets, and they are now um, the hipster monsters. And it seems like the internet is complaining like crazy that they have the right to exist as an entity. Um, and KD took to Twitter to defend basically like his leadership and also just like their team existing. Uh, but what do you guys feel about everybody basically complaining that they've put together a good team? It feels really weird to me. Well, it's just, well, have they? They've put together a lot of good players. I, I agree with that, actually. 
I do feel like the second best record in the East. Yeah, and then you added somebody who arguably they don't need. Yeah, arguably they don't need him. Why not just let the kid Claxton keep catching lobs from Harden? Now you want to put in a big who can't catch a lob, who just wants to shoot fucking ten footers all day. I don't know. Blake looked like he wanted to go to the rim. Uh, his his debut with the Nets. Blake deserves to go to fucking prison. <laughs> yeah, Blake. Blake deserves. That's a fucking war crime he did. Blake Blake staring down the Detroit bench after stealing millions of dollars from them and never leaving the ground just feels like very vintage Blake Griffin. I'm just like ugh. Okay, I, I I'm not going to defend whether or not he should have tried harder with the Pistons or not. The, but the clip that you sent earlier of, of Blake getting a dunk and then staring down the bench of the Pistons, I think everyone is making too much of that. He does a slight glance at the Pistons bench after dunking. We don't know if someone yelled something at him. He didn't say anything. Like, who knows what that was? I don't think that was necessarily him talking shit. It might have been, but we don't have the context. I think we're all reading way too much into that moment. Somebody on the Pistons bench said, oh, this nigga can dunk now? And Blake probably looked over like, what? And then kept going. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone's like, Blake stared down the team that he took millions of dollars from. Like, I don't think it was that, that deep. I guess that's fair. I guess it was also like that was destined to fail as soon as Jerry West traded his ass there. But like, listen, Benner, if you're not telling me that you don't have some form of PTSD from watching Blake Griffin just be annoyed with every single person that he's around during the Lob City years, you're lying. I think I was more pro Blake Griffin than I was anyone else in the Lob City era. What was your was your favorite uh, prank he did in Double Cross when his trainer was icing down his leg in front of thousands of people and then he jammed his trainer's head into his crotch to make it feel like he was forcing him to give him a blowjob? Was that your favorite Double Cross sketch? Or Well, Peter, the whole point of Double Cross is that he's pranking the prankers. And you oh, see, okay. the, the trainer wasn't actually going to ice down his knee. He was mm-hmm. going to put Icy Hot all over his balls. And mm-hmm. Blake knew this, and that's why he was like, Give me a blowjob. You know what? You are uh, an Emmy winning comedy writer, so I'm just going to have to agree with you on that one with no rebuttal. <laughs> Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. <laughs> this fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. It's on its way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. I just don't, I don't, okay, get every available forward you can, Nets. Like, I, their plan is to just not play for half the year. Durant, his Achilles is whatever, you know. He's just trying to only – he only wants to play fucking April through June. That's Durant. Good Kyrie, busy. He's just doing stuff. He's having a kid. <laughs> He's got a lot going on. He's working on some personal stuff. Harden, trying to get his rep back. He wants a fucking free MVP for this year. 
Kind okay, of we will get to the Harden MVP talk because I want to talk it's about that. Like, it's kind of genius for Kyrie and Kevin to be like, James, come on. Everybody thinks you're trash. Come carry our team for the entire season, and then we'll just join you in the playoffs. It's like working at a GameStop. It's like if they all got the got a job at the same GameStop and kind of knew, like the assistant manager also went to school with them. Right. So they know like the call one out guy. Whenever. They know James Harden is saving up to put a spoiler on his Corolla. So they're just letting him cover all the shifts while they go. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, while James, they go that, fucking smoke cigs. That, that Toyota Tercel is going to really pick up the chicks, dude. I don't know. I, I'm Peter to bring it back to your question. It it it's kind of like Kevin Durant said one thing today on Twitter. He said a lot of things on Twitter today, which is very fun for me. I love it when he takes to Twitter. But he said one thing it was like NBA fans hate the NBA and it's weird. He's and right. Can, I'm, listen, I'm I, this abso- is yes. absolutely right. He's and also like Not, anyone it's... complaining about them putting this team together, then like go follow hockey, okay? Like, just go watch another sport. This is the league. This has been the league. It will continue to be the league and until they change the rules. Like, load up, guys. It's a fucking arms race. They're not guaranteed to beat fucking anybody. And they're not guaranteed to gel either. Aldridge and Blake Griffin are <laughs> not still the, the piece of Jared Allen that they actually needed to complete this team that they traded away. People are acting like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are their like 25 year old selves <laughs> yeah. and kevin durant has figured out how to get a time machine and go back and kidnap these people and put them on they're not they're not all-stars anymore <laughs> like lma is a solid role guy at this point blake griffin has not been blake griffin in three years i don't everyone is saying like kevin durant needs six all-stars in order to beat lebron but like it's it's really not like that. It's just he needs six guys who know how to get fouled. Yeah. Because that's what the playoffs are about. It's about getting the other team in foul trouble and playing half-court basketball. What's I mean, now more... you've got two dudes who don't want to do – who don't want to play in transition at all. What is a more um, impactful uh, lineup? Steph Curry, Klay Thompson – Draymond Green and Festus Azili or Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge? They should never play together, all of them. They just shouldn't do it. It should be like one at a time, like Mega Man bosses. Just do one at a time, like each playoff series. Like round one is obviously Harden's round. Then, you know, round two we will give it to Kyrie. Then round three is Durant's because he's, you know, the, the best one. And they should each so got a robot the dog that they get to ride around. Yeah, ride that yeah. motherfucker. And then the court should have spikes underneath it. Yeah. I I don't I I think maybe that Warriors, the twenty seventeen through nineteen Warriors is probably more effective than the current Nets, but I don't know. It it's not it's like not by much. Right? Kind of true. Kind of true. I mean, none of those dudes plays defense like Clay did. No, none of them play much defense. Harden has upped his defensive game. Harden was never really that bad of a defender. 
when he's focused on defense or like when he has the energy to play defense, when he's not handling, he just, yeah, he knows how to not try. Yeah, but uh, other, like Kyrie, no, that, that's a that's a net loss. Kevin Durant is a, is actually an underrated defender. I don't think Lamarcus sure. Aldridge is going to stop that many bigs in the East. And hey, Blake look, when Mar- is not. when Mark Gasol comes to town, they got that motherfucker covered. Yeah. Mark Gasol is getting strapped up. You better watch out, Mark. Marcus all is coming to town. Because <laughs> it's all about, they're like not even thinking about the East. They're like, all right, the, the Lakers are getting all the other forwards, so we'll get the rest of them. Um, I've really buried the biggest thing that I think happened today, which has nothing to do with anybody who currently plays in the NBA. But I woke up to a tweet this morning. Um, we'll talk about some some Twitter stuff actually now. One of them by uh, Mr. Nick Young. Ooh, I love this. Go. Who, um, after s- hearing about Lil Nas X's Satan shoes that apparently have a drop of blood in them and his very awesome uh, <laughs> Call Me By Your Name music video where he is power bottoming Satan into until he becomes the devil himself. Uh, Nick Young said, quote, my kids will never play Old Town Road again. I'm still debating about wearing at Nike after this. Come Nike, a drop of blood for real. Um, how, who wants to go first on this one? Who would like, uh, well, I, who look, would like first I, As the least informed, I'll just say I haven't seen the music video. Oh, man. He fucks the devil in the video? Oh, he dude. he rides a stripper pole straight down to hell, <laughs> straight to hell, <laughs> and then gives gives Satan a lap dance, and then okay. breaks his neck and assumes Satan's hairpiece, basically slash horns. It's kind of a, it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's pretty great. Okay, Lil I mean, I, yeah, I get is, it. He's he's an incredible troll. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's he. I mean, look, I, I will go to bat for some of his songs. He's not the greatest technical rapper, but like he knows how to make a banger here and there. And uh, But his biggest talent is being on the internet. And he knew exactly what he was doing with this video. And uh, guess what? He stirred up all the right people because they were... Uh, Nick Young commented on it. All these like right-wing like pastors like... Did sermons about it this weekend? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did see. I seen one of them. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> um, but just shout, I I love Lil Nas X. Uh, he's great. Um, but I, my big like Nick Young like has been fine with the fact that Nike has been using borderline slave labor in sweatshops to make the clothing and shoes that he likes. But they they gave a gay rapper, a sneaker, and now he's like, well, uh, wait a minute there, buddy. I'm a Christian. Hold on now, like, son. Hi, I'm yeah, nobody remembers. Nobody remembers when LL Cool J fucked that guy with a fucking pipe in, in Too Deep. He's on CBS right now. I don't remember that personally. Yeah, dude. He's, uh, go on. He's the bad guy in that movie. It's fucking him and Omar Epps, and LL Cool J is the bad guy. And Omar Epps is like trying to get undercover in his crew to take him down. And, and the pipe LL is LL Cool J's dick? Yeah, LL Cool <laughs> okay. J, some sort of maniac, psycho, you know, drug kingpin. And he has, he's like, he's killing a guy. Starring he Stanley Tucci. 
Yeah, he shoves a fucking rod up some dude's ass. This is I've seen a lot of movies. In Too Deep has uh, I've 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 never heard of it. It oh, escaped it, it my. It ain't bad. I One of the hood's favorite VHS tapes. I watched sure. about half of the the Snyder cut this weekend. Oh my I god! Gave up, and now I, I need I I need eight, something else. So okay, maybe hold I'll on. watch. We yeah. got to talk Too about Deep this. Might be a nice palate cleanser for yeah. you. Yeah. Other than the midnight viewing that Benner, I think I saw Suicide Squad with you and friend of the podcast, Eric Bernard. And, and uh, friend of the uh, podcast, Nikki Jaggerman. Nikki Jaggerman, friend of the podcast, Caitlin Kimball, a lot of friends of the podcast. That was like the only Justice League movie I've ever seen. And first of all, this Snyder Cut is four hours long. I don't understand mm-hmm. this idea and this reverence for Zack Snyder, who has really never made a movie with a plot before, ever. Like I made it nine minutes into that movie, and I was like, "All right, I can't." Like I, what? Like I will, I will go to bat for one Zack Snyder film and one Zack Snyder film only, and that is Dawn of the Dead, a remake of what is maybe one of the greatest zombie films of all time. And he made, while maybe not as good as the original, an excellent take on it. Uh, all that said, it was a script by James Gunn, who we now know from the Guardians of the Galaxy films, and it feels more like a James Gunn movie than it does a Zack Snyder movie, because Zack Snyder went on to make these really morose, fucking, like, gray, awful, nihilistic, and Rand-style movies. He just um, confuses, like, dramatic tension for slow motion. He's like, oh my god, Peter, you nailed it. Okay, so here's the thing about... The new the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie, if may if 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 they did seventy five percent of the slow motion footage at normal speed, it might be two and a half hours. There is so much slow motion in this fucking movie, and it just starts with like Superman is I don't know anything about this, but Superman is like dead in the grasp of some alien thing, and they're just like rippling around the DC universe cities, checking in with like. Jesse Eisenberg, who's Lex Luthor, which I totally forgot about. And then, I forgot about that too. And then <laughs> also, was like, quite jarring to see Jesse Eisenberg yeah, in the first like, three minutes of this movie. This movie? Yeah. And then also, like, and then like, and Batman is like, watching this happen. And then, like, next thing you know, Batman is walking into like a small Norwegian town to like find Aquaman and with the worst dialogue I've ever fucking heard. I was like, I can't do four hours of this. People do four hours of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, but here is here's the thing though. Um so uh I actually went and saw the original Justice League in the theater with a friend of the pod who's never been on the pod, Frank Capello, all 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 a close friend to all of us, uh, but has never been on the pod. Um he and I went and watched that. We watched the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. Uh I got to say, the Zack Snyder movie, even though I only watched half of it, literally four times better than what we saw in the theater. Really? Because <laughs> like, at least it felt like there was a vision to it. I was like, you were in someone's artistic take on sure. it, and it didn't feel like this muddled down, watered down, stupid thing. And it felt true to what DC is, and which is kind of this like corny, earnest kind of, it is kind of like heavy it's a it's a heavier kind of take on the comic book heroes, uh, and that is what this movie is. It, fe- it felt uh, more like like a DC movie than the Joss Whedon version, which was like a candy colored, 
bullshit, awful, quippy, stupid, like Frankenstein version of a movie. I can't get over Ben Affleck playing Batman. I'm just like, I'm not going to spend time on Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm, I'm good. Uh, point one, I think the movie should have been longer. Point two, I'll take a moment to talk about basketball again. And oh, try to thank you for getting us back. This is a podcast about uh, basketball. Durant, when Durant, I've just been thinking about, I've just been listening to you niggas talk about these trash movies, and I was thinking about Durant saying NBA fans don't like the NBA. You know what it is? NBA fans have a very clear definition of where they think all the players should be in their careers. Mm-hmm. They don't want a player to be more successful than they think they should be. Don't you think it also very much depends on like how old, what maybe socioeconomic background you come from, maybe some of your life experiences that like inform that too? Because like most of the people, like, I feel like we all have a pretty clear image in our head if you close your eyes and imagine the person who's complaining about the Nets team right now. Like what Peter's they saying like. white, white, white people is what Yeah, Peter's I was saying. like, damn, what is you saying, dog? Where is this going? <laughs> the whites. The idea yeah. is is that for a lot of these players, uh Yeah, like, the good old days is... back when Larry Bird could be a, a Boston Celtic for forty seven years. Yeah. Bill? How did Bill get in here? Um <laughs> there 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 is a certain air of it, and I don't want to get too much into race class, all that stuff, but like White fans think that the game should be played a specific way because they've never had to worry about playing the game to make a living. <laughs> like Kevin Durant, raised by a single mother, I don't think it like you know in the the most middle class of sense, maybe maybe lower middle class. Uh, he's playing basketball to like have a living and give his children eventual children if he ever marries Scarlett Johansson um uh give them a good living whereas like there's like white guys who are like making $120,000 a year never had to worry about money in their life they're they're, like a marketing executive now who are like that's not how the game is supposed to be played I'll do you one better Mike yeah the people that they should really be mad at is the fucking billionaire white dudes who set up this fucking league in the first place to be like this like, if you don't like it, then change the rules of the fucking league, billionaire white dudes. Like, they're, like it's misguided anger through and through to put this at the players for just also doing their jobs. And then subsequently, like, the player, like, Kevin Durant is not signing LaMarcus Aldridge. Kevin Durant is not <laughs> trading fucking for James Harden. That's another thing. Kevin Durant stayed loyal to OKC for almost a decade, nine years. If Kevin Durant had his way he would still be on that team with Westbrook and with Harden and, and with whatever other and Steven Adams and whatever other like good utility players that he wanted to sign. And they would have had like six rings by now. If OKC He's was not still making in these C- personnel decisions. Yeah. If OKC was still in Seattle, a hundred percent Westbrook and Durant would have won a championship for the supersonics and still been there. I feel like I, okay. I guess you can say that. You can't not say that, right? You can't not say, yeah. It's like it's it's very sayable. <laughs> I don't have a problem. It's a but I'm that's... just saying, like, if if the players were the, really the ones controlling these personnel decisions, don't you think we would still have Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Stephen Adams, and whatever other players they wanted around them still playing for the Thunder or this or the Sonics if they stayed in Seattle? 
I mean, maybe not. Maybe they just leave earlier if they're really in control. Why not? But, why even let it get that far? Because they're why not in control. If they were in control, leave? then they would be happy and stay where they were. Also, yeah. like they wouldn't have like the Thunder wouldn't have traded away Harden, who Kevin Durant wanted to keep, but they didn't listen to him. Like the idea that like Kevin Durant is the one that went and signed these people is crazy. Also, there's also it's like the you know what about the fans who think everyone is trash, but the best five guys. What 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 race is those fans? Because that's everybody. Wait, what do you mean? You know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, explain it to me again. I, I truly don't get what you meant. I'm talking about you, Mike Benner. I'm Wait, talking what? about Nikola Vucic sucks because oh, he's let's 30. Let's get into it, baby. This I'm is talking the about fucking... you, Mike Benner. <laughs> I did not You've say been over 30 for 25 sucks. years, nigga. Okay, let's set the table here. Um... You guys got into one of the most entertaining. Uh, all I know is I was at a meeting at work, and all of a sudden I looked down. I had sixty-eight text messages on my phone. I was like, "Is somebody dead?" And then it was, "No, it's just each Nikola one Vucevic having John. the word Vucevic in it." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> Nikola Vucevic either just became president of the United States, or Mike and Jamel are in a huge tit-tat about this." So okay. it wasn't a tit-tat; it was a friendly debate between friends. Okay, so let's What is your? I was miffed. You were heated. I was having fun. You were Better, a little heated. What is I was your, miffed. What is your position on, on, on the Bulls and Vucevic coming over? I think if – okay. So I think it was more of a move of the Magic blowing it up and the Bulls saying, eh, sure, we'll take Vucevic, than it was the Bulls being like, this is a piece that will get us to the playoffs. He's 30 years old. He's still very good. He's an all-star, clearly. He's been an all-star for nine years. Is that right? Um, maybe seven. I can't remember the exact number. He, he's um, been very good for a while. I think he's only got like a couple all stars. But continue. We went to a um, game. The last game that we all went to together actually um, was the Clippers Magic about fourteen months ago, and the Clippers, you know, blew them out by forty five points. But the only player who was worth a damn on the Magic was Vucevic. Right, because it's a system that has been designed for him, and I'm just saying. He okay. He's been injured. You cannot deny that he is playing less and less games as he gets older per season. Like he's just like I just don't see if the art. I guess played, part of the crux of the argument was is that the this was a good move for the Bulls, and I was saying, nigga, I guess the league is playing less games. He played the only the it was a shortened season last year and this year. What do you mean he played a full season two years ago? Before they, the league. Okay, what about the four the season? seasons before that? What about the four seasons before that? Who gives a fuck about that? He wasn't even an all star at that Because he point. was playing, he played like 70, he played like 65, he played 60, he played 50. Like, it's just like, it's just like. Nigga, he's, you he, watch Joel Embiid. Yeah, I know. Dude hasn't been available all year since Bean Dad came out. He hasn't played since Bean Dad came out. He's been out for five games, the last five games. Bean Dad when did was Bean March fourteenth. So actually, oh shit! <laughs> what if Bean Dad and Cinnamon Toast Shrimp Guy were back to back, and it just feels oh, like they're years apart? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Shrimp Guy. We're not going to talk about Cinnamon Toast Shrimp Guy. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah, that's oh. definitely an after hours uh, Airbuds pod. You got to subscribe to the seventeen hundred dollar a month to get our real take on Cinnamon Toast Shrimp Guy. I just yeah. I, okay, so, I wasn't feeling well, you, Benner, because you're currently a fan of a team. You're 
your favorite player has similar availability issues, and he's great. And y'all might win a chip. If something fucked up, if the Lakers shit is fucked up and the Nets shit is fucked up, you guys are right there to pick up the pieces. So, Jamel, what do you I, think, though, like, what do you think when you see the Vucevic trade, like, about the Bulls and Vucevic? Like, what, well, got you, what gets you so heated about it? I just didn't. I was. It was just so unexpected. I wasn't expecting the Bulls to try anything. And I agree. It's more to magic. I didn't know Vucevic was available. And he didn't know either. I don't think anyone knew until the the Magic woke up on last (laughs) Thursday morning and were like, let's destroy this thing, huh? He was content to die in Orlando. Listen, I don't recommend reading because reading is silly and it takes a long time. However, um, there's a pretty good Zach Lowe piece on ESPN right now about how um, basically the only difference between the fate of the Nuggets and the fate of the Magic is the the Jokic pick in the second round. And like you can just kind of see them both having like blown it up and just what a difference that pick made in terms of you know them trading away Aaron Gordon to them and it's uh it's a, it's a good read. I'll just say that. And hey, so, I just so, want to say before we move on, uh if you if you listen to this podcast and you read fucking unsubscribe you fucking dork. No reading aloud baby. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace to Beverly Cleary while we're here. Um, but what I... I never I, read her. <laughs> <laughs> Vehemently opposed. <laughs> All I was saying was it's an upgrade, dog. What do you... Like, why do the Bulls have to commit their lives to Wendell Carter because he's young? If you can get Vucevic. Okay. I just don't see how Vucevic is going to, like move the needle for them Wendell Carter wasn't either dog right so it's like why not invest in the guy who's got like seven years on Vucevic okay so you just got through talking about how an organization let a star player down Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. so the Bulls are supposed to just let Levine walk they're trying to show him that they want to win no player wants to stay somewhere that doesn't want to fucking try it's wild I guess it that it goes back to the oh go on Peter. It's just wild that the Bulls are like three and a half games better in the standings than the Magic right now, <laughs> or four and a half. Excuse me. Like the, I'm I'm I kind of agree with Jamel the way you're talking about Vucevic, and also you should trade for him, and he is he is good. He's good, and I think he's just been marred by being in a shitty situation that's just floundered. He's not great, but he's very good. But Benner only so. You only got three years out of him, right? Three years at best. That's like totally. super duper best case scenario. He plays this good for another three years. But also, I but think that is absolute best. Hopefully, case. you just that's absolute best case. But if they works out, then you could just get free agents. Any then it just becomes Chicago. Ah, Chicago when is Chicago landed? Again. When? 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 Okay, first of all, now just when has Chicago been a destination in the last twenty five years? And second of all. Like, I think you're a little too lost in the sauce of thinking that the seventh seed is the goal of basketball. <laughs> Peter, kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> when has anybody ever wanted to go to Cleveland? When LeBron was there. If they can prove that Levine is for real still, and it's some, it's just a, that it's a viable team, people will go there. Everybody fucking watches the last fucking dance. We all got fucking Jordans on. 
Yeah, but they like, want to go there. The team sucks. The That's why people don't of go an there. Organization was an actual draw. Like New York Knicks would be a, a fucking free agency destination, but it's not, not because James Dolan runs a fucking terrible organization. He might, but also the Bulls are, the are Knicks, a terrible organization. Are the Knicks kind of like they the did more fun? Right. Are the Knicks the kind of more fun team to root for right now of the two New York teams? Uh, I mean, yes. they're more fun to root for because like they're. The underdog, the, but like, yeah. you know. Well, because all of their players are available every night. And Julius Randle is It was more fun so to fun. fucking root for the Bad News Bears, but all those little white kids said the N-word. That's facts. Yeah. In both versions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both. Oh. Yeah, it was weird when Keanu did that remake, too, with all the black kids and used the N-word all those times. So that was also very strange. <laughs> yeah. I saw, yeah. Have you seen the Snyder Cut of Hardball? <laughs> It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Just Keanu saying the N-word in slow motion for like eight minutes. <laughs> yep. yep. Speaking of Chicago being a destination, watch that one, boys. Oh, is Hardball a Chicago movie? Yeah, yeah. I've that's never a, seen that one. That's a good movie. It, it's, it's Come on, man. It's a sports movie. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You want the team to win. They do. Jamel, have you ever seen Sunset Park? Of course. I've never I, – I was just listening to a podcast. I can't remember what podcast, but they were talking about – oh, I think it was, it was our friends. Dunk yeah, Town. it was, they were yeah, it was about, Dunk Town. They were the, talking the, about Sunset the, the basketball podcast we promote every week on this bitch. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're our sibling pod. I, you got to promote them. But they were talking about Sunset Park on a recent episode with Ronnie Adrian, very funny comedian and actor. Uh, I've never heard of that movie. Another you don't watch Bounce TV. With Rhea Perlman – and Carol Kane. It's kind of yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing where Terrence Fredro Star. Yeah, Fredro Star. Yeah, is Fredro Star trying to fuck Rhea Perlman? We don't know. I don't know, but watch that. Watch the movie. Find out. Um, low key, Fredro Star in 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 the late nineties. Uh, weirdly, one of my favorite rappers. Because that makes sense. Onyx and Wu Tang did that like one giant uh, uh, collaboration track. You remember that? Vaguely. Shut him down. It was oh god. It's like six Wu Tang members and all of Onyx, and it's incredible. It's like a twelve-minute song. They're on that. Okay, I didn't know they was on that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm I'm yeah. definitely gonna go listen to that after we hang up here. Peter, have you watched the Ghostface versus Raekwon versus yet? I watched the first 30 minutes of it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Stop lying. <clears throat> Stop. Okay. Swear to God. Look, that's Stop like lying. two It's like two weeks it's old like, at this point, I, but I think we should do a Patreon episode just about that. <laughs> it's very I, good. I feel like we all have a lot to say about it. It's, <laughs> it's so <very> incredible. <laughs> just, yeah, putting old men under pressure, is it, that's what Versus is all about. Just watching old men try to remember their raps from and 20 the years old ago. women are so much more graceful <laughs> like under their circumstances oh my god they're prepared <laughs> like this <laughs> sets be looking like there's no like surprise like master killer isn't just gonna walk in so unannounced I, I, listen i don't have a lot to say about it that's very credible and i think i would much rather be on a pod where you guys speak about it um in greater detail but i will i will just say this about it um i have a reoccurring dream where um as an actor um i'm in the wings of a stage and a play is going on and i don't know my lines and i have to go on in like eight minutes 
and I have to try to figure out how to learn all of my lines in eight minutes. And I like tell people, everyone around me, like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'll figure it out. It's pretty reoccurring. I felt like I was watching that nightmare a little bit when I was watching that versus where I was just like, this is, this is almost hitting too close to home for me on a personal level. <laughs> just like, Oh, and you can just kind of see a guy reach for it. Yeah. yeah and you're just like, I don't want, I don't want, <sighs> it just made me very uncomfortable in a way that I wasn't. No, Ghostface did it properly where he was just like, yo, I don't even remember that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I respect that. I remember uh, there was a moment where they teed up a big moment of um, where they were working on an album together and they went to somewhere in the Caribbean and it was like, this like this is the most insane story. You guys, oh God, can't like wait to hear this story. And then they get about like 30% into the story and it's clear like, oh, that's when they got really high because <laughs> there's they kind of just cut to the end because I couldn't remember the middle. <laughs> It's great. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, this is a podcast about basketball. What, any other topics, Listen, Peter? The point, the, to just to bring it all home, oh, the, the bet is still withstanding. When is the third? What do we got on the Bulls game? What is riding on this third Bulls game? Oh, I think you said, was it 30 and 10 you thought from Vucevic? No, I just said he does that, and he's been doing it this year. You said if he drops 30 and 10, you'll suck Peter off. Oh, that's true. <laughs> if, Game three. If Vucevic drops 30 and 10, then I'm flying the Cape Cod. And look, I just got my first vaccination shot. So in about six weeks, I will fly to Cape Cod and suck Peter off while Beth watches, filming it for the Patreon. See, I, didn't, I didn't conclude that part. Not no, no, no. It's for the Patreon. Right <laughs> oh, for the Patreon. Yeah, okay. she, yeah. she's got to do it. It's for the Patreon. So yeah, so, you might as well. Yeah. Um, last thing uh, we could talk about, we can get into. I'm pretty like annoyed, and I feel like other people will say it better. But uh, just want to mention Draymond Green running his mouth yeah. on Twitter. First of all, just calling himself the best defender of all time. Like, uh, shut the fuck up. Second of all... I don't think... I don't, uh, for the record, I don't think Tony Allen is the best defender of all time. No, either, absolutely not. No, not at all. <laughs> but then Draymond just went on this really problematic rant where he basically blamed WNBA players and female basketball... Sorry, women basketball players uh, for not doing enough to promote themselves, their sport, or their stories, and that's what contributes to the pay gap. Um, there are just so many things wrong with um, what he said, and I'm sure you can hear about it on a myriad of podcasts spoken more eloquently by people who live this fight every day instead of a straight A myriad or like spinsters? Huh? Spinsters, spinsters yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Check, check, out, first, then, check out Spinsters yeah. in the next couple weeks, and then also check network. out another. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I like, I feel like this is as embarrassing, and it won't get like the same kind of play. But like, I wish Candace Parker could crush Draymond in the TNT studio about this the same way she did Shaq about lowering the rim. It is the same vibes. It is like a dumb male player basically being like, well, have, have you guys thought about doing this? And it's like, yes, we've been, yes, we've thought about that. You fucking idiot. We've been like trying to fight for equal representation in the media for like 20 years. 
since the 30 years since Times the WNBA. history. Yeah. Plus yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm speaking specifically to to the WNBA sure. and basketball, but like, it's just like it, it is just so like Draymond's like he's like, have you guys thought about telling your own stories? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my god, you get one fucking subway ad and lose your mind. Draymond, <laughs> nigga, your team just hit 500 again for the first time in three years. Play some ball. Yeah, have you mm-hmm. started figuring out how to tell the story this of is... how you can't shoot or do anything effective on a basketball court anymore? Are we allowed to tell him shut up and dribble? Draymond gets to shut up and dribble. <laughs> I'm just going to give him one. <laughs> but also, do you want Draymond dribbling is the bigger question. Like, Not really. <laughs> Top of the key, three dribbles max, buddy. Give that thing up. Also, just but like still shut up. Putting out Diana Taurasi, Candace Parker, Brittany Griner, Sue Bird, Skylar Diggins, and Aneka Gumake, like, on be like hey guys i'm gonna kick you off on the top of this chain just to make sure i drag all of your mentions into my totally ill-informed and just lazy take i that was like i don't know man i don't know you get rich and you get on tv and you just start thinking everything you have to say is important i'll point just think like he's not even understanding like how demeaning like like, I'm sure every woman is like, yeah, I could buy Instagram ads, but what the fuck? Why am I doing that? I'm a world-class athlete. I'm not about to pay money to show my fucking TikToks. Yeah, and he also kind of showed his ass a little bit by being like, I was approached to do a bunch of, like, being paid, like, paid content to, like, promote women's sports. And I said no. And here's why I did the right thing. And then... Uh, I her name uh, escapes me right now, but I'm sure if you go to Nia Simone, past guest Nia Simone's uh, Twitter page, you can see her amplifying a lot of voices. Uh, specifically, one who whom was the one of the people that Draymond said no to, and hear her side of the story and be like, "Oh, Draymond, you fucking suck." Um, but I don't know. Forget about Draymond. Go. Go follow Nia Simone. Go follow Renee Montgomery. Go follow Ari Chambers. Go follow a bunch of like the leading like women's sports advocates. Well, I'll retweet a bunch of them from our account. How about follow some active players? I was about to say also, yeah. if you want to watch better basketball than what Draymond Green is currently doing, check out the women's NCAA basketball tournament. True. Been saying it for years. Courtney Williams. Also, first off, shout out Christy Williams from UConn. Had 30 the other day against Iowa. That was it. That also was... had a really good TikTok of her acting out the full Kirk Franklin <laughs> and the revolution uh, should, video. Should be Honestly, that's like Draymond wishes he was that funny and that talented at basketball. So many good. Uh, Brittany, uh, Brittany Sykes, L.A. Sparks, another great follow. And you already know how we feel about Courtney Williams, the fucking the, 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 the prince of the city. Courtney Williams, great follow. Uh, obviously, if you follow us on any social media, you know that Elizabeth Campage is a great follow. Not just because, no, nah, it's because the horny of reasons, but because she's also mm-hmm. a great player that like shows her training, that like talks about the the sport, that like is also doing a lot of cool shit off the court. Uh, I, I like when women air out niggas in the comments. Can you imagine if Bob Cousy was like, "Hey, black players, why don't you just..." 
show your stories more in 19 whatever the fuck and get yeah. more why equal. don't you guys just have rights <laughs> yeah why get don't rights, you just guys. use the same Stop. water fountain as why, me yeah why don't you just come into the bathroom with me go to the same hotel i do guys come on why don't you tell your story i'm sure it's interesting what a fucking idiot <laughs> i would say follow elena deladon but i'm going to give a warning no boring. she talks in the voice of her dog <laughs> boring corny absolutely Excellent woodwork. But Cute dog. She does up. woodworking. Yeah, yeah it's, that's actually pretty tight. But then she posts about the dog, and she's like, Sometimes. my mommy is going to play basketball. I'm going to miss her. And it's, you're just like, listen, come man. on, Elena. Uh, Elena best... Deladon being the whiting, whitest woman in the universe troubles me deeply. I mean, well, She's well, got like eight extra inches of whiteness on her. <laughs> also, I, the best part about Elena Deladon is when she's in NBA season, her woodworking website basically is like a sign that you put on the front of your storefront being like, closed because I'm playing basketball right now. Be back in the fall, guys. That's cute. That's cute. Anyways, right, uh, I mean, also, like, Draymond, I just want to point out one dumb, one very dumb thing about him again. He, like, made Diana Taurasi, like, some kind of, like dividing point and it's where he's like everyone knows about lebron's story like nobody knows anything about down and what the fuck are you talking about i know feel like that's one of the most covered like be like <laughs> yeah. i had to do was like google for like five seconds to learn about diana tarasi and like all of her accomplishments where she comes from like it's just insane quite literally the years. logo of the WNBA. <laughs> my yeah. problem is the way the WNBA covers the WNBA. they are still in this like you got to check us out. Look at yeah. us. It's like, no, we, we like, just assume we know that they're good. The WNBA page, it's like too many, like, middle school girls doing dribbling drills. Just give me some fucking highlights and just shut up. There is a like, hey, check us out too kind of thing. And like, it's I like, do wish been around that for 25 years. They're getting better. Don't, they're getting better at it. Like I think yes. the WNBA is definitely getting more better at like telling the player stories. Like Draymond has clearly been advising them to. Um, but like, I thank think God they listened to Draymond and started, you know, actually <laughs> telling their own stories. That's a joke. That's a joke for our listeners. We're making fun of Draymond. We're not making fun of them. But they, I think they're getting better at, at kind of presenting it in a more confident. Like we are, we fucking deserve this coverage rather than a please cover us kind of way. It's kind of B O H and A O H before Orange Hoodie and after Orange Hoodie, it feels like. Yeah. They should be riding a fucking high off the confidence of what they did in the bubble. Like, not only did they put on in in incredible performances in on the game, like, they swung the fucking election. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they, yeah Bamas was working. And they, yeah. they swung the Senate. <laughs> They swung the Senate. They got uh, Chauvin arrested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they also like they they basically like ousted a racist owner from their own league. Yeah, no, the, it the league. Her out they of the don't. Senate. The players are doing. Yeah, the right out of the thing. Senate. Yeah, yeah. The players are doing the right thing. The players have always been doing the right thing. The players yeah. have always been funny online. They've been funnier than men's players. Oh God, so much funnier. Their activism they can, because of... they can be. Yeah, let's say on one hand the WNBA players flipped the Senate, and on the other hand, uh, Gordon Hayward put education reform on the back of his jersey. 
Uh, I just want to shout league, out one more player. Tournament. One more player that I that I love following. Uh, Derek Hamby is so fucking funny online, um, and trolls her teammates so hard. Follow Derek Hamby. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, what else did I find? I found out Gabby Gabby Williams watches anime. Pretty hot. Uh, what's another good one? Damn, I just saw Shatori Walker Kimbrough. Of course, one of the one of the funniest in so funny. history. Also, one of the best. Like she's better at on court dancing than Russell Westbrook, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it like there's just there's some pros to not having all the eyes on you. Like that is why I think WNBA players are funnier. If you're in the NBA, it's like I can't even be funny. Like. There's just so many people looking at what I do. But also, like, I don't think WNBA games are fixed because of this. Maybe I'm naive, but I'm convinced that the refs don't care enough to fix games. <laughs> All right, guys. I think Any- everything is fixed. Ed- anything else you want to wanna hit on? No, I got nothing. Jamal, you got anything you want to yeah. plug? Peter, you got anything you want to plug? I want to plug Maryland's women's basketball, who's been better than the men's program for the past 15 years. I want to plug U.S. women's basketball, who's never dropped a gold medal since about, what, 82? Nope. 78? I would like to plug uh, Michigan's men's and women's basketball teams. That uh, that game against Baylor yesterday was maybe one of the most entertaining games of either tournament. And uh, shout out to Juwan Howard getting his boys to the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, Brenda, Brenda Freeze, holler at us. Brenda Freeze, you can hit me up. I'm not married. Brenda Frazier, hit me up. I want to talk about George of the Jungle and Encino Man. George, 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 George. All right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 